So before I start this episode, I just want to mention that I had a little bit of a technical difficulty and the first half of this episode is recorded with my microphone in the wrong settings, unfortunately, but I thought it was just such a fun episode. I didn't want to have to re-record it all, so I hope you bear with me and I did switch to my better mic and the better settings uh, halfway through. I hope you enjoy and I hope you're having a very fun and safe and exciting Halloween uh, if you have that in your country. Welcome to Beyond the Bedroom. I'm Birna. I'm a certified sex educator and I have this podcast to talk about sex and also stuff that's not related to sex, so that's why it's called Beyond the Bedroom. But this episode, we are going to be talking a little bit more about sex because it's Halloween and people tend to get a little freaky deaky. So what better way to wrap up Halloween season than by talking about some spooky sexcapades, some paranormal sextivity. So let me set the scene for you all. I'm not in my studio. I'm in uh, my bedroom, (laughs) which is why it's a little more echoey, and I'm sitting on my bed with a bunch of pillows. I have a fig-scented candle on. I'm drinking some tea. I'm in cozy clothes. I am really just loving this fall coziness that is going on. So last year I did a Halloween episode and it was on ghosting and costume role play, which is just so much fun. But this year we're digging into some extra spooky topics. So let's chat about people who have sex with ghosts, stories about relations with a succubus, and some more paranormal activity. I also asked my audience in my newsletter to send in their spooky sex stories, and I got so many good ones. Plus, I will share my own at the end. And if you are not subscribed to my newsletter and you want to be, because those are the stories that I pick for my podcast, you can go to birna.net, that's B-I-R-N-A dot net, and you can subscribe to my newsletter somewhere at the bottom. (laughs) And I send one out um, not super regularly, like maybe twice a month, and it can be really fun because you can participate in stuff. So sex with a ghost or succubus. So the official term for this fetish is spectrophilia. So specifically uh, the attraction to the idea of having sex with a ghost or being sexually attracted to ghosts or any kind of spirit image. And it can also refer to the sexual attraction to images in mirrors, which may seem really different than sex with ghosts, but both of these things pretty much boil down to being attracted to things that you believe to be there, but aren't actually physically there. Ghosts, spirits, and the like are also referred to as spectral beings, so that's why you hear spectrophilia. I think this is so interesting because you can also see this like across cultures because even if people don't really believe in ghosts, they might believe in like energy and that type of thing. So like a sexual energy having having sex with them. And a succubus, this is more of like a religious thing. So it's often returned, referred to as some sort of evil spirit in human form. So a succubus is someone who seduces men, usually a female figure, and an incubus is the male form. Uh, Sounds like my ex, first of all, but a lot of people who um, like to imagine these scenarios and like they love to imagine a succubus kind of 
uh, having sex with them without knowing their demon. And this can be under this whole umbrella of religious fetish, but also it can also be part of that having sex without having to say yes, uh, which is kind of tricky stuff. And I won't go much into it in this podcast episode, but often it ties into that. And all right, so I am just going to ask you all for a favor. All right, so just for this one episode, let's forget that I have a background in biology and health education, that I'm a sex educator. Sometimes I just want people to enjoy things. So if they love to believe that they have sex with a ghost and it was a positive experience, great. Fantastic. When it goes into that misinformation stuff, then I'll kind of chime in, but you know, were they lucid dreaming? Probably. Uh, Were they having a real body experience in a meditative state? Maybe. It really isn't up to me to prove or disprove, especially in this episode. I just want to share some fun Halloween stories. And who am I to deny someone's attraction to ghosts? Like, am I some sort of cock-blocking ghostbuster? No. So I'll leave it at that. But there's even a famous movie about this. I mean, there's a there's a couple famous movies and TV shows and scenarios about people who either have sex with like paranormal beings or supernatural beings, right? But um, literally the movie called Ghost, right? Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze have an on-screen hookup as human in spirit. So it's also like a lot of celebrities like Lucy Liu and Kesha and a couple more who have also said in interviews that they've had sex with ghosts. So it might be more common than we think, right? So I was doing some research because I wanted to know who out there has had sex with ghosts and what it was like for them, right? But I stumbled upon this gold mine. It's amazing. So there's this book I found on Amazon called Everything You Need to Know About the Incubus Demon, and then it has a sequel, uh, or I guess maybe prequel, and it's called Deliverance from the Incubus and Succubus, Demon Sex Demons of the Night. And there is free shipping on that one. Look at that. So this book covers it all, apparently. So it says spirit husband and spirit wife, incubus and succubus demons, marine spirits. Oh my God, that sounds interesting. And sex demons. Fun fact, actually, I was once told by, I'm just remembering this, but uh, I was just once told by an anti-abortion protester that I was a sex demon, but I took that as a compliment. Thank you very much. Okay, so um, this book, obviously, they really know what they're doing here. They're talking about all this stuff, and they're providing solutions. Um, Let's read the reviews of this book. Okay, so starting off strong, there's five stars. Five out of five stars. Very informative. A great read. This woman named Christina says, I loved the scriptural and historical references in the book. My only regret, comma, is that it ended. Okay, interesting. Oh my god, no! One out of five stars. Do not buy. Do not buy. Info just taken from internet. Waste of money. Provides vague solutions. Look elsewhere for real help. All right. Interesting. Someone clearly did not get rid of their sex demon. I also just want to know, like, what people are, like, trying to get help for. This kind of just reminds me of, um... Okay, I'm just trying to like word this carefully because I know people aren't going to like come for me, but uh, there's this thing 
that's pretty popular in New York. I don't know if it's popular like in other places, but anyway, there's this thing where like, um, it's like they're not they don't like tell tell people they're psychic or medium they say fortune tellers like oh I'm a fortune teller and they come in like I have worked at a couple places in New York at like the front desk and they always come in and like try to chat with me and they're like oh this is a beautiful place beautiful store and then they're like hmm like what's your star sign and I'm like oh I'm a Leo and they're like yeah I could tell because of xyz and then they're like you know, I don't usually do this, but I'll give you a free reading. And then they give me this like free, like uh, fortune reading or whatever. And they're like, there's a man in your life and he's, he's not good. He's not good for you. He's actually, oh honey, he's, he's put a curse on you and like stuff like that. They tell you like, there's a curse on you or like you were born with a curse and that they for a special price can lift the curse. And unfortunately, like a lot of people fall for this. And there's actually like people that have lost like a lot of money um, in this kind of situation, which is really interesting to me, but that's a different story. But I'm, I always like kind of just play along because I'm like, oh, a curse. Oh no, you know? Um, and I'm like, oh, I need to get back to work. Like I'm not interested, whatever. And then like, if you say you're not interested, sometimes they pretend to put a curse on you. Um, and I think that's also how they get a lot of people because then um, they have like someone else come and like do something like in front of you and then they're like, oh, you must be cursed. Like this has never happened to me before. My grandfather's watch broke or something like that. Like, this happens like a lot. I know it sounds like I'm crazy talking about this stuff, but this is something that happens and it's like a huge scam. And not saying that like this whole thing with the demon sex overall is a scam. I'm just saying like this um, comment being like, uh, do not buy info just taken from the internet waste of money provides vague solutions look elsewhere for help it just for real help just makes me laugh because i'm like yeah they did not get rid of your demon and you wasted your money and okay i know that there are also people that do really value this belief and i'm not trying to make light of your religion i just love that commentary so much so also in my research I also found a very interesting article that is called How to Have Safe Sex with a Demon, a Step-by-Step -step Guide by Jay Sizemore. And the article even starts with the line, Doth thou wish to live deliciously? So obviously I'm all in. So the author mentions that other people claim that having sex with a demon is the cause of physical illnesses and they steal sperm from men, but the author disagrees. They even say, and this is a direct quote, sex with demons is the absolute best kind of sex. You've never had your world truly rocked until you've had your prostate sucked out of your urethra, roasted over a fiery pit, and then reinserted via your rectum via a pitchfork. All right, so I am interested. So let's see, how can we do this step by step? So first... Recognize the signs that the demon is attempting to court you. They mention that hearing Nickelback in Walmart, blacking out and finding yourself in an Arby's drive-thru, and more. Like, these are just things that can say, hello, hell is knocking on your door, right? And there's also ways to summon them on your own. But when you do so, they give you a little heads up that the demon is not interested in small talk and you need to get down to business as soon as possible. And of course, this article is satire and is poking fun at the people who do wish to have sexual relations with demons, which is 
way more common than we think because there's so many people that are talking about this. And also just if you look back, so for a long time in history and across cultures, sexually transmitted infections, unplanned pregnancies, and even masturbation were all explained away by, you know, being working of the devil and stuff like that. And even today, you know, if you look at the language which we use around this, like sin, lust, greed, horny, etc., this all has to do with this religious context, right? So when we say someone um, who seeks pleasure, sleeps around, etc., like there's also still this idea, especially for women, that idea of like original sin and all that stuff. But, um, you know, lust and greed and that whole thing, just sex being this thing that, you know, is workings of the devil unless it's like pure and loving and stuff like that. Um, I mean, these, these are ideas that still live today, right? And I love reading about demon mythology and folklore because... It really is a great way to understand the culture around pleasure and drugs and ritual and even evil in the past and also like still today. I mean, because here's the thing. Okay, so I personally think that when people use ritual and sex for healing, it's not always a bad thing. It's like I said earlier, when there's misinformation and harmful information, you know, about that stuff, then that's when I step in and I'm like, hey, this actually might not be true if you want to look at these sources, etc. Not always because I just, you know, <laughs> I'm not like some sort of like sex police or whatever, but um, ritual and healing, it can it can be really helpful for people. And so who am I to say no to those things? If something is really helpful to you and it's not harming you and you're not full of that misinformation world, um, you're not being taken advantage of just because you're vulnerable. Like those are things that I look out for, right? Like I mentioned before, as long as no one's like, oh, you can pay me $10,000 to lift this curse or whatever. Um, if it's something that's helpful for you, then go for it. We all respond to different things and they can be really symbolic. So if thinking like, oh, this is probably a sex demon, like helps you recover from something like that's great. That's, you know, it was explained away in the past in those ways. But many will say that the devil will devour you during a sexual experience and that you shouldn't give into this. But, you know, to others, that sounds quite exciting. Like, I want to be devoured. That sounds amazing. Are you kidding me? That also reminds me, I once got an email telling me that sex toys are workings of the devil and that I should come seek guidance. And this was after I gave a talk at a um, community center nearby them about safer sex for teenagers. But it sounds like someone was feeling a little guilty about buying his prostate massager. Maybe he just had such a good experience. He was like, this can only be explained by being the workings of the devil. I mean, I don't know. Maybe, you know. 
time for a little ad break. So use my code BIRNA10 at getmod.com to support the podcast and treat yourself. The holiday season is going to be here before we know it. So I created a little gift guide for you guys. You're welcome. So for your bestie, get a massage candle in a warm scent that they can use to set the mood or practice self-care. This is really good for your friend who's maybe in a newer relationship because it's a really nice thing to use together. So you light the candle, you let it burn for a little bit, and then you use what's melted as an oil and it's like safe temperature supplies and also body safe to use as a massage oil. So for your friend who's single or maybe the one with the Pinterest worthy house slash bathroom, you can get them the tub kit for a very luxurious bath and it's really nice because their products are so great for um, not messing with your ph so you know otherwise you would basically be just paying for them to get some sort of like weird infection which i hate so i love mod products because they you know think about those things which is really nice and for your partner get the nightcap kit so nightcap kit is uh drink mixings and sex essentials for two and i think that's very cute even if you don't drink you can make a really fancy mocktail and of course for yourself because that is the most fun gift i mean i have to admit i always get a little present for myself why not get a pleasure device that i guarantee will look so different from the rest of your collection so again use the code b-i-r-n-a-10 at mod and uh, the link will be in the description. Enjoy. Okay, so I realized halfway through recording (laughs) that my microphone settings were off and I was not, um, (laughs) it just sounds really weird probably, but okay, my microphone is on and everything's good, but I just want to pick up. I asked my newsletter And if you're not subscribed to my newsletter already, again, you can do so on birtna.net on my website and you can scroll down and sign up somewhere there. But anyway, I asked them for their fun Halloween sex stories, spooky sex stories, and these were my favorite responses. So this is a guy from my mailing list and he sent this in. Not sure if this counts, but I discovered I have a latex fetish from my girlfriend's Halloween costume a few years back. She dressed up as Catwoman and wore real latex gloves, and I asked her to keep them on later that night. Something about it is so hot to me. We've been playing with latex ever since. Okay, so I have a theory that this is why so many people love a good Catwoman costume. I swear, they're secretly all latex lovers. Oh my god, this story totally proves my point. But anyway, good for you guys. Um, There are some really beautiful latex bras and sets that you can wear if you want to incorporate this more into like a routine thing. Um, Not saying it has to be, I'm just saying like if you know, you want to make it more of something that you can experience more often because latex can be really expensive. Um, but yeah, I love that. And I love that, um, it was kind of like an accidental uncovering (laughs) of, of a fetish. I got a couple stories about blood play, but I feel like those are kind of obvious for Halloween. So I'll just share this one about fake blood that I found pretty funny. And this was sent in by a woman named Maria. So I dressed up as Carrie for Halloween last year and I didn't want to use fake blood. So I used a recipe online. 
I didn't realize that I had bought sweetened baking dye and I didn't even know that was a thing until I doused myself in fake blood and wondered why I was so sticky and also why I smelled like a lemon sugar cookie. My boyfriend said I smelled like jello before it goes in the fridge. It was literally everywhere too because I was going all out for this costume and I wanted good photos. Later though, my boyfriend got out the rest of the fake blood and put some on me and licked it off, literally off my entire body, head to toe. I was trying so not I was trying so hard not to laugh though because instead of feeling sexy, it felt like I was a kitten being tongue bathed by their mom. But at the end, it did start feeling really good. I did, however, get the meanest UTI from all this, but oh well, memory was worth it. Okay, this one was such a roller coaster, but thank you, Maria, for sending this in. Um, I think that, I don't know, I don't even know what else I can add to this, but it's really funny. I actually have had, so, okay, so one time I was, like, seeing someone who told me that they, how do I even put this? They had this thing where they really, really, really wanted to lick me, but like in such like random places, but I was like, okay, sure, go for it. But I know that feeling of just being like, this doesn't like feel that sexy to me. I actually kind of felt dirty after, but some people think it's like really hot. So, you know, to each their own, but, um, I'm happy that at the end, you really felt it start feeling good. So that's nice. Okay. So this one is a bit tamer, but it's still cute. So I like it. So my boyfriend dressed up as a firefighter for Halloween uh, one year and got a little too drunk and gave me a full-on Magic Mike strip performance when we got home, and he even made me tip him. However, while he was grinding on me, he slipped on our rug and broke his ankle. Keep in mind, he's now only wearing his underwear, suspenders, and a firefighter's hat, and I'm just sitting there in a chair laughing because I thought he was kidding. Very interesting trip to the ER, but I did give him a little strip performance a few days later to cheer him up and also maybe make fun of him a little. Okay, so my favorite part of this entire story is that he took it so seriously. He was like, don't just sit there, woman. Make it rain. And he made her tip him. I don't know. That's just my favorite thing ever. Like he was like, hello, I'm stripping for you. Um, and also, which by the way, like as he should, right. But also, um, that she repaid the favor and made him feel better and gave him a little strip performance. That's so cute. Um, all right. One other one. Uh, this is sent in by a guy. He wanted to tell me that he is a gay man. He's 25 and he lives in New York City. Okay. So he says, my spooky ooky Halloween sex story counts because it happened on Halloween. Okay. I was at a Halloween party and I get a message on Grindr from a guy who had ghosted me a few weeks back. I was like, ugh, whatever, fuck it. And messaged him back telling him I was mad at him, but willing to give him another shot. He lived so close by and I went over to his place. When we were fully having sex, I'm talking mid-thrust here, when the bedroom door flies open and three women come in. One of them is screaming, I knew it, I knew it. 
By the way, they were dressed up as the Powerpuff Girls and Buttercup took me aside and helped me get my clothes together and said, it's not your fault. I was so in shock. I didn't even know what to say. Honestly, scary. Okay, so I asked for a little follow-up. So I guess one of these Powerpuff Girls was the guy's girlfriend, like live-in girlfriend. And um, she was the red one, he said. And then the... um, blue no the green one was the one that took him aside and was like it's all right like it's not your fault we're not mad at you you didn't know (laughs) and I'm just like this is such a crazy story and I'm happy that he said like it counts because it happened on Halloween I love that um I also really quickly I'm just gonna check Instagram because I put a couple I put a story up also and I was like give me your spooky sex stories Okay, so this one here on Instagram is pretty fun. Uh, someone said that they dressed up. Okay, this is this is actually really funny. So they they dressed up as a horse costume together. So one person was the bot like the back of the horse, and the other person was the front of the horse, and that's how they figured out they had a crush on each other. Let's unpack that for, you know, actually, you know what? Let's not unpack that. That's just going to stay between them (laughs) because I can probably guess why, but you know, that's really funny. I love that. Um, Another person says um, they got with their, oh, this is cute. They got with their current girlfriend at a Halloween party because they wore the same costume Oh, no, they're saying they wore, she was the devil, and their girlfriend, well, they wasn't their girlfriend at the time, but their girlfriend dressed up as an angel, so then people were putting them together all night, and that's how they started dating. Oh, my God. That is so cute. I bet also they had, like, if they hooked up that night, that's so hot, like, being an angel and a devil. That's so fun. Oh, my goodness. I wonder if, I wonder how many people, like, keep the costume on for sex. I mean, I guess if you're like dressed up as something funny or something like sexy, it makes sense, but, or something scary even, you know, but if you're dressed up as like a hot dog, (laughs) maybe not. I mean, maybe, who knows? There was that Sex in the City episode where it's like Miranda's like walking by and the narration is like, she was a lawyer and he was a sandwich at that guy that was dressed up as a sandwich, like handing out flyers and they ended up getting together or something. I don't know. But anyway, I want to know how many people have had sex in their Halloween costume, not in like a role play costume or like any other time of the year. I want to know specifically how many people had sex in their Halloween costume, like didn't like take it off, like had the costume on. Um, let me know. And as promised, I have to, I have to share, of course, my own spooky sex story. And before all of you ask, yes, I did get her permission to share this story. So I was seeing this girl and we had only hooked up, I think a few times, um, before this, but we went to a Halloween costume party and I didn't know what it was going to be. And it was like two days before. And she was like, oh, we should dress up as vampires. And I was like, well, this sounds a little boring, but she was super adamant about it. She was like, no, I think it would be really, really cool if we dressed up as vampires. And I already have a bunch of the stuff. And I was like, okay, sure. I'll be a vampire with you. And I had never really done that like, co- like couples costume matching thing. So I was already like, 
hmm, okay, interesting. Uh, but I was a vampire and she was really adamant about it. So, um, I also noticed during the night, I'm trying to remember, but I remember like she gave me these caps to put on my teeth that were like actually pretty high tech. Like they had this like special stuff on them and they weren't like the white plastic fangs or like the stuff you put over your teeth. I'm talking like literally like a tooth extension kind of thing. And it was actually really hard to like do stuff with them. Uh, but she would get mad if I like wanted to take them out. So I was like, okay, um, I hope she's not like, <laughs> I hope she's not mad that I'm explaining her in this way, but she knows she's like this. So it's fine. So she bought these caps for my teeth, um, and wanted me to keep them on. And she kept like wanting to kiss me and it was really hard for me to kiss with them, but she like insisted. And she was also wearing these fangs, by the way. So it's like our fangs kept like knocking when we were kissing, but it was kind of funny. And I thought she was just like messing around, um, and was just like really committed to the costume. But as it turns out, her secret kink was to have a vampire go down on her. And I was like, I don't know how safe this is with these like two things, but you know, and again, the workaround around the teeth was a little bit tough, but in the end, she did get what she wanted. So, obviously we're not together anymore, and she moved away pretty soon after this, but we did kind of keep in touch, but it still makes me laugh, this story, that I can say I did go down on someone while wearing fangs. Interesting. I did ask her to take hers off, though, just <laughs> disclaimer. <laughs> I did not have the same kind of idea, but I loved her enthusiasm for all of this. And, you know, you never know um, what people are going to be into. So that's fun. Uh, also, kind of like personal story, I did... So this is not like... This didn't happen to me, but uh, it did happen to one of my friends in college. I'm trying to remember like how this went down, but basically she was super religious. Like she came from a very, very, very religious upbringing. And I'm not going to say like which religion or whatever, but she was really religious. She, um, was very, very afraid of Halloween. She had never celebrated Halloween before. She had always heard all these things growing up about how it was just like evil and all this stuff. And it was like worshiping the devil. And so she, uh, during Halloween season when everyone was like, oh, let's go out, let's go party, let's put on these costumes. She was like, no, I'm just going to stay at home. Um, and one time we came home and she was sitting in the living room and she was like kind of looking pretty freaked out. And we were like, what happened? Like, uh, cause we came home early cause we had class in the morning. I know so responsible. And, um, she was just so weirded out, super freaked out. And I was like, what is going on? And so finally she was like, while you guys were out at the party, I was taking a shower and I swear I could feel someone touching me. And I was like, what do you mean touching you? Like, did someone come in? Like I was starting to get worried. She's like, no, no, no. I couldn't see anybody. Like no one was in there with me, but I could feel their hands on me. And I started getting super freaked out. And I was like, oh wow. Like, how did that happen? And, you know, just started asking her questions and like kicking my friend on the sofa who was like starting to laugh. I was like, oh my God, stop, take this seriously. She's obviously very scared. And she was explaining that she could like feel someone like touch her boobs and like touch her body and like touch her. And she was like getting freaked out. And then she was like, 
I think like then I started to enjoy it and I could feel like the whispers in my ear and I was like really starting to enjoy it and she was like embarrassed to tell us this but she was like I think I had sex with a succubus and we were like what's a succubus and she was like it's a woman who she usually goes after men but she'll like turn you into a lesbian and we were like okay all right and you know let her explain and she really believed that she had sex with this entity that came and she was like I couldn't see them but I knew they were there so yeah I mean now now she's out as a lesbian and she's not as uh religious anymore but yeah I'll never forget that moment she really really she started saging the whole place and she started like saying all these prayers and it is what it is. She had sex with the succubus in the shower and, um, the rest is history, I guess. I guess that was the beginning of the end for her, as she calls it. But if you ever want to, you know, have this kind of experience, I think that it's really, it's pretty much just like mindful meditation, right? You're just really visualizing and imagining and feeling this touch and if you want to have kind of a spooky little um, Halloween sex, you can do this on your own. I mean, I personally do not believe in um, the paranormal aspect of it. I mean, I'm not going to say like it's it's totally ruled out or whatever. I'm a pretty open-minded person. But if you want to have somewhat of a more, you know, a, a little spooky homework, uh, we can say, you know, Halloween sex homework. Um, before you masturbate, just um, like get really into all your senses and start to first feel the warmth of a person next to you. Like start to really, really imagine that some, someone's next to you, like the warmth of their body. And then just start to try to feel the warmth of their hand going like up and down your legs and like anywhere else. And also start to imagine how they smell, how the weight of their body feels, how literally how big or small their hands are or their body. Um, and then start to imagine what they like, what they smell like, what they taste like even, like what their mouth tastes like, what their skin tastes like, like really get all of your senses involved and then start to imagine what they sound like, what their breath sounds like, what their, um, and then you can start to imagine what they look like, but try not to imagine a person you know, try to just like put together a stranger in your mind's eye. And for a lot of people, this is really difficult because they're not very imaginative. So the visual part doesn't work for you. Just imagine almost like the figure, like the outline of a body, um, touching you. This is just a really, um, just, you know, basic practice in, uh, intimate visualization, which is something that helps a lot of people who have gone through all kinds of trauma, uh, identify what specific triggers they have. But I like to talk about this exercise. It's a good thing too, because it can be really fun and it can be a really good, uh, way to imagine and stop maybe relying on uh, visual stimuli and start to kind of get into more what you like not saying that that's bad either but sometimes it's nice to exercise these muscles right like exercise your imagination and your visualization and it can just be a lot of fun so 
Uh, it might seem a little silly at first, but I promise it can be really nice. And if you're having a hard time, uh, you can listen to an erotic story. So if you are an English speaker, I really recommend the app Dipsy. This is not paid at all. I just really like that app and it's erotic stories. And if you speak Icelandic, Loste, my other podcast, we have erotic stories as well. Um, they're kind of mixed in with the uh, podcast episodes and they're usually just the shorter episodes you can find them. And that can be a really good way also to have a little spooky adventure of your own. So um, also using mirrors, another little spooky Halloween sex uh, thing that you can do. Have sex in front of a mirror, masturbate in front of a mirror, see how that feels. For some people it can be super, super, super hot. So, or look at your partner through like a mirror, like have the, ha like get them out of your peripheral vision, but be able to see them in a mirror. That can be really, really hot for people too. All right, I'll wrap it up. Have a great Halloween if you're listening on Halloween. And if you're not, have a great kind of wrap up to spooky season or just a nice evening. You don't have to, you know, be in the spooky mood to do this stuff either. And I'm sending you all of my love from wherever you are from here in Iceland. And I hope you have a very fun night. Bye.